Yo, ho, 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 what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episode of program here on YouTube. New, 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 new world we back on YouTube. Anyway, man, we back. We got a great show today. We're going to talk about a woman who says she harkens back to her younger years. And she regrets giving up all that peace leave. Yeah. All right. We already clapping in here. All right. She regrets getting clapped out, papped out, and turned around, flipped it, smacked it down, rub it down. Oh, no. She regretted it. As we talk about here in the sphere, we also got a couple of great topics and some great memes to go through. We got a daughter who said she shares her sugar daddy with her mama, who is now married to her former sugar daddy. All right. Whoa. <laughs> These younger girls don't want you. These younger girls don't want you. All right. They be in these streets. In these streets. All right. Uh, yeah, man. We got a great show today. We got that topic. We got uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We're going to go over the latest episode of Straggle and Sniggle Theater, in which a woman, I'm sorry, a man says he's paying child support to his baby mama, but then he wants to buy his um, kids some shoes. And then her, his new girl, a mastodon, if you will, comes in there and says, you ain't buying the kid no shoes because you already pay $500 a month in child support. We're going to figure out who's right in this, in this situation of straggling sniggle theater. All right. We definitely got to check that out. What's going on with this hair? It's a bad beer day. And then we also have the female Finland's female prime minister. All right. Shaking that ass. In these streets. <laughs> All right. She can see that she's been in these streets back in the day. And she's a young Kaylee. She's flatbacked it. I'm going to tell you how flatbacked it the young parliament woman over in Finland is. Let's go ahead and show you a couple of examples here of how flatbacked the Finland prime minister could be. I think we have a picture of her. Uh, yes, we do have a picture of her here checking in. Let's see if I can get this up on the screen pretty fast. Um, yes, this is this is the flatbacked it right here. This is what we're dealing with, uh, but she wasn't afraid to throw that thing back. There she is right there filling up her cup of water at 7-Eleven in Finland. But she was throwing that fat black back. Right, shout out to the flatbacks of the world here. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, Lord. All right, them flatbacks. <laughs> or maybe perhaps it was this flatback. I mean, that might have not been the flatback. I think potentially... This indeed was the flatback that they were talking about over there. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. Boy, that looks painful. <laughs> that looks painful, man. Yo, she better come with a suburban neighborhood, country club, golf club membership. My Lord. <laughs> That looks like a bunch of pain right there. You know what I'm saying? Hips protruding forward. All right, shout out, to, shout out to the flatback nation in the building. Give him a round of applause. Give him a round. <laughs> Woo. I mean, I say I like flatbacks and all, but my goodness. <laughs> hey, shout out to the flatback lovers in here. Hey, we know we, you know what? You know how to grab it. You know how to grab them flatback. Flatback gang in the building. All right, we're already about this debauchery. Anyway. To let your voice be heard on today's show, it's going to be a mess. This is going to be a mess. This is the best entertainment here on YouTube. I appreciate everybody for being here. I am thankful for everybody that is here. Okay. 
dollar sign CGA live to let your voice be heard. That is on the cash app. That's directly on your phone. That means you don't even have to switch back and forth from your phone to the app. Maybe you do if you're watching by phone. Dollar sign CGA live right there. That's the green one. The Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV. Coach Greg Adams TV uh, on Venmo or on PayPal. PayPal back, uh, dot me backslash Coach Greg Adams. That's how, that's how you let your voice be heard or you want to contribute to the show. These shows are sponsored by you. And it's sponsored by, hey, you know what it's also sponsored by? <laughs> it's sponsored by the members-only content over at Locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Guys, that is where you guys, not only are you getting premium content, you're getting, although last week we didn't go into seeking arrangements too much, but we we typically do. Uh, we will, uh, what we do is we also, it allows you guys a form to express yourselves. A lot of guys, a lot of guys share stories over there. They share videos. They give us content ideas and all of that stuff, and you can, you know, it's not like YouTube. YouTube censors you. You can go over there and let your voice be heard or post whatever you want on the board. Pr- pretty much, it's pretty much not monitored. But uh, you can go over there on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. All right, so that's what the show's sponsored by. Let's get the earlier contributors to the show, and um, I don't think there were many, but it's all good. It's all good. A shout-out to Tay-Tay. Monte is in the building. Coach, do the clapping sound and the roar, right? I'm sure it's going to come up. We already we already start clapping. I think you sent this in before that. Let me see. Yeah, slightly before that. We already start clapping. Shout-out to XL Pro Services. Coach Gang, salute. Yes. And that's you. We back in the building. We back. Uh, we got um, uh, uh, Adrian Paul. Shout-out to the Coach Gang. Travel to Miami. This week, he says, let's get it, men. Hit me with the Kaylee. All right, there's not many. There's some Spanish Miami Kayleys down there, but there was a lot of trailer park trash down there as well. All right, Kaylee's down there. You know what I mean? Like on the other side of where Jeffrey Epstein used to get them. You know what I mean? From the trailer park. Yes, indeed. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to... Dirt, you dirty girl, you. All right, you dirty girl, you. Oh boy, yeah, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me see something here. I got to pull up something real quick. I have to. For some reason, I lost my tab. I didn't lose the tabs, but oh, there it is. I was about to say, I would have had to pull up the uh, the old all right, Control Alt Delete, all right, whatever the thing is to pull up my tab. Shout out to Jesus Rivera. Says, Coach, I was at the lake and saw a gang of Kayleys water skiing, and I was watching them from my boat <laughs> like Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, my God. All right, there he is right there. That's you, you dirty man. You dirty dog, you. He was like, Lord, have mercy. He was pulling the, um, I'm staring, but I'm not staring. All right, and that's where you find Kayleys on the water. All right, you find Kayleys by wherever there's water, Kayleys will be there. Um, guys, do you guys know, you guys know that, um, these women know you staring <laughs> women, know you staring, bruh. Y'all be trying to go undercover staring. Look at you. Look at him. Damn. All right. Looking like that. That's how I be looking at them. Young junior college girls. They be walking. I'll be in Starbucks. They walk in. I'll be like, mm. <laughs> I'll be like, Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, all right. Now they like Coach Simpin. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys body language. I'm going to tell you guys about body language. See, women already know you're going to look at them. 
All right. This is why they use peripheral vision. This is why women don't have to look at you anymore. They can walk by you, use their peripheral vision. They can use reflective glass mirrors. You are all unaware of these things. You're all completely unaware. Women are always aware that that, that you're going to look at them. You know what I mean? I was at the bank today in this nice, fine Latina, Maria, Maria. She was helping us, you know, at the bank. Me and my, my son's in town. She was helping us at the bank. Oh, she was thick. Lord have mercy. She came over. She said, Senor Gregorio, come on over. Oh, man. She was a, like five foot one. Woo. Pretty skin and all that. She walked. She walked away. She knew my eyes were just right on that tail. She knew I was right on that tail. She knew it. She had to know it. Her ass was had to be burning. So anyway, what tends to happen is what tends to happen is you guys lose sight of this idea when you want to look at a girl and the girl walks by. You don't want to turn your head. So you wait until she gets a little bit, you know what I mean? A little bit further away. She gets a little bit further away. And then y'all be at the side of the, you be, you be at the side trying to look at her like this. You know what I mean? Like y'all be like this. Y'all be looking like this. You freeze up like this. You don't even move. You sitting there like a gecko, like a, like a, like a chameleon, like a, like a Geico. You just looking for the side of your eye like this, looking up and down. Women know. They know you looking at them. They can see you paralyzed. You ain't even moving. You just like looking up and down. You like mm-hmm. eye graping her. You you eyeball graping her. You undressing her with your eyes and you ain't even moved an inch. You know what I mean? You got to act like you moving around. You know what I mean? And just be, but y'all be standing still like this here. Mm-hmm. Looking at her feet. You be like. Looking at her hair. <laughs> she see you standing over there looking like a perv. And then you wonder why these women running around calling you creepy. You looking up and down like this, like she a Wendy's beef burger. You like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you imagine in the ways somebody you imagine in the 5100 ways that you're gonna you're gonna defile this woman. See what you need, gentlemen. I'm gonna give you the secrets because I'm a man. First of all, no rubbernecking. Do not rubberneck women. All right. This is the lowest grade of manhood there is. She walks by and you got a rubberneck. The second lowest grade of man is rubbernecking and commenting. Oh, this is just pathetic. Oh, baby, Lord. You know what I would do to you? Baby, I want to do all the things your man won't do. Oh, look at all that wagon she dragging. I mean, for no reason, like the little Latina today that was helping me today at the bank, that had no choice. She was walking. She wasn't facing me. I was on camera. I graping her. <laughs> so that's no, but y'all got to comment. Rubberneck and comment. Second low grade. Look at all that wagon, you dragon girl. Ooh, you want some fries to go with that shake? Give me some fries to go with that shake. All right, that's low. So what you got to do then is you got to use the creative ways to catch. You want to catch them when they are not catching you. So two ways you're going to do this. Two ways you're going to do this. Number one, dark limo auto tent. All right, dark limo auto tent. I'm telling you right now, dark limo auto tent is your 
because you're going to catch women doing things because, you know, they they stand still, too. They know you're looking at them when I mean, you don't have anything. So they actually just sitting there. But you want to see them doing things in the norm. Pull up next to them in the automobile. I pull up. All my cars have dark limo auto tint. They can't see a damn thing. Sometimes I catch them looking in my car because they can see the reflection of themselves. They can't see me. And I can see exactly what these skeezers are doing. They up to no good. All right, I'm watching them like I'm a hidden camera. I can see them. And they pull up next to the car, and they doing stuff. They digging in their ear. They digging in their nose. You know what I mean? They looking stupid. They looking at their phone with the double chin down like this here. All right. They got their feet up all on the dashboard. I'll be like, all right, feet up on the dashboard. Yeah, California. Wait, it says it's illegal for driver's side to be dark. The driver's side? Really? Okay, well, I'm going to get a lot of tickets. So I can see them, and they can't see me. There ain't nothing they can do. They can't see me. <laughs> okay, I can look right at them like this. I can just be looking at them. Mm-hmm. I see your monkey ass over there. All right, but. That's the best way to do it. You can catch them and get all the looks you want. You, they standing on the corner at the bus stop, standing on, sucking on a lollipop. And you just be looking like this here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can't see. Number two, sunglasses. You got to get you some blue blockers. You got to get you some sunglasses. But don't be paralyzed. You know what I mean? Just act normal. And you can look at all the toes and the feet and the fingernails and all that stuff. You can get a good look without looking like Samuel L. Jackson. All right, so. <laughs> I know people want to be like, you know, when you're hardcore red pill raging, don't look at women. All right, come on. Come on. You got to have the sunglasses. I wear sunglasses everywhere. That's so much so that if I ever take a picture of myself, I always have sunglasses. And they're like, can you, like a woman, can you send me a picture without a sunglass? I don't have them. I got sunglasses on all the time. <laughs> all right. The only time I don't have them is when I'm indoors. All right. I damn near be wearing them all the time. So uh, I always got sunglasses on, not just to look at women, but I'm always protecting my eyes. Anyway, oh boy, this show got out of hand already. So shout out to you brothers there. Um, shout out to you brothers. Let's see here. Oh, Albert Ingham says, people say you talk about the same thing, but watch sports and they're running the same plays with different players. So what's the difference? Same story, but different people. They just don't like hearing the truth. Yeah, that's a little bit of that. I don't worry about that no more. You got to. You know what I mean? The fundamentals are the fundamentals. I mean, you guys bought Madden 23 again. Madden 22 is the same game. They barely updated. They barely upgraded. You bought Madden 21, Madden 20, Madden 19, Madden 18, Madden 17. You bought the damn same Madden every every year and 2K. What the hell are you talking about? They traded like 10 players in the entire league. The roster changed like by 10 or 15 players. And here you are plunking down your money. All right, what you are we talking about? Anyway, where are we at? Uh, let's see, uh, where are we at? Uh, we got a couple more. Hey, Sue says, uh, yo, Coachy, can you do a skit? Do that skit of the grown man living with his mammy and trips over his Timberland boots um, as he is on Prawn Hub with the squishy squashy. All right, <laughs> I can't do it. It's got to come naturally. But uh, yeah, man. You know how those days go. You know how those days go, man. Haven't lived with my mammy in a long time. What is going on here? I'm locked out of PayPal. How dismal is that? 
All right, not oh they they got me back in. All right, wow. They locked me out. All right, so we got five PayPalers and we'll get on with the show. Right at the 20 minute mark. Shout out to Spike Spiegel. Forgive me, coach, for I have simped and fallen short of the glory. Blessed be thine free agent lifestyle, ashes to ashes, monk to monk. All right, hey, well, let's welcome, let's welcome Spike Spiegel back. I know what happened, sir. <laughs> I know what happened. You were listening to my content, you were armed. With the blood of the free agent lifestyle, you said none of these straggles are going to be able to get over on me. I got red pill knowledge. And then you went back out there. You got on your dating app. She starts swipe, swipe, swiping. All right. You start hog wiling. You start chasing big ass mastodons and, and, and all, all of that stuff. The curiosity got you. Uh, here, here's what he did. There he is. He couldn't help himself. He can't help himself. He jumped on Tinder. He went hog wild and, uh, you know, he found him a little hottie. You know, he found him a little hottie. He was like, oh, she comfortable. Her belly don't protrude too much. Her fat feet don't smell too much like corn nuts. I got this one. <laughs> and then he settled down. She was like, you know what? Why don't we delete our tenders together? And you were like, okay, baby. I'll de let's delete our tenders together and it'll just me, me and you. It's just me and you. Ooh, baby. All right. You pounded her out. You saw all her belly, belly jiggling. All right. You were cool. And then she started running game on you. Why you wanna play your games on me? You met the real woman. Now, all of a sudden, she started acting funny. All right. And you start looking like, here it comes. Coach is right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here it is. And then now you're back. Now you're back. You got a little bit of red pill knowledge. She went out the girls' nights out. She guzzled somebody's seed. You know, something crazy. I know what happened. It happens to everybody. I hate this, man. Coach, you've been here for four years saying the same thing. All these women can't be bad. I'm going to be the one. I have the knowledge. And you took your ass out there. You were like, man, I got this, man. I don't need this bullshit no more. Forget this red pill stuff. And I kept making my videos. <laughs> I can't make it my videos. And then all of a sudden she acted up. And then you had to hear this now. <laughs> you could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Whoa. That got serious. It's okay. We welcome you back, man. Hey, listen. We welcome you all back. We welcome you back. Guys, I know how this works. <laughs> I know how this works, but I welcome you guys back with open arms. All right. Anyway, shout out to you, brother, man. Hey, he admits it. We all have simped and fallen short of the glory. Shout out to Jim Status. He says, get fit, get money, hit the like button, or be stepdaddies at best. You stepdaddies out here and step dummies. Do people still become stepdaddies? Y'all still doing that or no? I mean, this is just an impossibility for me. All right, shout out to, uh-oh, uh, uh -oh, Thomas C. in the building, Crips. All right, shout out to you, cuz. All right, shout out to you. Blood and Crippin. You need a whipping into shape. You can't escape my potential. VMAT is in the building. Shout out to you and all the Kayleys in the building. Woo, we know it, man. We know it. Shout out to the Kayleys in the building, man. Hey, who, who, who we going with today? What flatback we going with today? Y'all going flatback crazy out there. Y'all going with this one? Y'all going with this flatback? 
or are we going with this one? We've seen a lot of curvy women uh, the last week. Are, are, are we, let's, let's give the flat back some love. <laughs> you going with number one or number two? Two is the Hooters girl. Number one looks like Hulk Hogan's daughter. All right, that's number one. Y'all going one or two, flat back. The brothers are like, this is ridiculous. This is reprehensible, <laughs> all right? <laughs> How could you do such a thing? All right, brothers are like, I can't do it. Can't do it. That's where all the fun is, though. I'm just letting y'all know. I mean, I know it, man. Y'all be wait. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. Brothers, I'm going to just set y'all up. <laughs> I'm going to set y'all up. Hey, bros. I know y'all been used to banging these plump alicious. You know what I mean? Y'all used to banging on fat girls and mastodons and short toe, short chubby feet with them little chubby ass toes, big fat finger ass woman. I know you're used to it. I know it. Because we've been we've been conditioned to like this ever since we were very young. All of our family female relatives from old to young were overweight. Every woman we were around, probably 7 out of 10 of them were overweight. And there's nothing wrong with being overweight, but you were conditioned to believe that. In fact, if there were women around you that were underweight, the women that were overweight around the over underweight woman would say, oh, girl, oh, you look emaciated. You look sick. You need some meat on your bones. You need to start eating. They'll tell her to fatten herself up. And of course, when the woman's young, she's like 14 and she's all skinny with her cut off short, short. She looking all emaciated. They fatten the girl up. By the time she's 19, she blew up like the Goodyear blimp. So you brothers ain't never seen nothing that is somewhat fit and feminine. You think everybody should be overweight. Now, I'm going to tell you something. At some particular point, you're going to come and cross the tracks. And you're going to, one of these days, get you a flat back. And what's going to happen is the bedroom's going to be just a little bit different. <laughs> you're going to be used to, like, gripping somebody like this and being like, okay, hold on. <laughs> you're going to hold on like this. You're trying to, you're all up leaning up like this. Her belly all up in your belly. You like, all right, hold up. And then at some particular point, you're going to get with a woman and with one arm, you can go around her entire waist like this. You're going to be like, hmm. She's going to somewhat disappear under you on the bed. You're going to be on the bed and she's going to like, she's going to disappear compared to the people you've been banging out. You're going to be like, damn, where's she going to bed? Like, is she still here? Perhaps I'll fold her up like this, like a love letter from the second grade. Tie her legs up like this. You fold her up, legs up here, legs up there. She'd be holding this. She'd be out standing up there like YMCA. Like, this is different. Wow. She'd be hanging from the chandelier. 95 pounds, 100 pounds. The chandelier don't come down. Ten toes up, all in the air. You can see them. You can actually look back because you got her folded up like this here. You can look back, feet all up. <laughs> but when you are with these people you're conditioned to be with, you can't see nothing. 
She can't even see you. She lying back like this, titties and stomach all up over. She can't even see you over the top. All she can see is your head peeking over like this. That's all she can see. She see your head. She can't even see you. She lying back like this. Everything's like this, right up into her neck. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. And you're going to be like, this is a new experience. Somewhat flat-backed it, but. So, give it a try. I know you like them thickums. I got to have a thickums, coach. Try you a flat-back. It's going to be. <laughs> so I said, coach, going straight to hell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <sighs> The other lady be like, my double chin all up in my, I can't even breathe. I've been there before. A woman literally told me she heard double chin and smothering her. I said, this is, I can't. I'm going to have to go back to flat back. My double chin smothering me. I can't breathe. Oh, Lord. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you, he said huffing and puffing. She'd be like, I can't hold my legs up this much longer. Hey, let me tell you something. You know what else is going to happen? What else is going to happen is you're going to go back to that. You're going to have a couple of flatbacks, and then you're going to go over there, and you're going to have you a couple of thickums. You're going to go back to thickums a couple of times, and you're going to be like, this is much harder than I thought. <laughs> you're going to be like, this is not, I thought, you're going to realize the work the workload is that much more you're you're doing way more work. You can't even get your stroke in right. But then I'm just letting you know. Anyway, this show is already off the rip. Do me a favor. Let's go ahead and put up the disclaimer. Yeah, you got to mix it up. Mix it up. Don't just always be with Thickums. Go on and get you a couple of flatbacks and some Puerto Ricans and some Mamacitas and some Rosalindas and some Beckys. And you got to mix it up. I'll mix it up. i mix it up. Yeah, this show is already gone. I don't even know if we can get this one back. All right, let's end the show. There we go. Yeah, get you some Ling Lings and all of that. You got to mix it up. Everybody can't be a Thickum. You guys got to really understand that. You know, some of you guys don't think you qualify for a thickum. You don't think you're good enough as a human being for a thick. I mean, for a flat back. You be like, oh, can only have thickums. You bring your girl around. She looking like this. They be looking at you like, man, what you doing with all that? That's ridiculous. You be like, man, it's better than you think. Nah, it ain't, man. She ain't thick enough. Her diabetes ain't acting up. You got to get them thicker. <laughs> Shout out to Drew and Drew and Pringle. Welcome back to you, too. He says, your boy has been working a lot, 10 to 13 hour days. Been making my delay, uh, making my, been making my delay my videos. Oh, been making me, my bad. Been making me delay my videos. Haven't tuned into the CGA show in a while. Showing some support. Shout out to you, man. Good to see you back, too. Glad you're working hard. Glad you're working hard. All right, um, how are our likes doing? Let's get to 600 likes really quick before we get. I'm going to do the first story. Then we're going to come back. Um, if I don't have 600 likes, we're going to get belly deli. So first story right off the rip is going to be, let me get my banners up. Okay, so you guys saw the story. Okay, daughter shares her sugar daddy 
with her mother is going to be story number one. All right, story number one. Uh, let's pull up Samuel L. Jackson. We'll take him down. We'll go to TikTok. And uh, here's a here's a flatback. You know what I mean? The seat, never mind. I'm not going to even say that. But uh, here's a flatback here. She's going to explain how she shared her sugar daddy with her mammy. Let's listen. What's something you've never told your parents? So my mom got remarried and come to find out my stepdad, who was my sugar daddy at the time, married my mom. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Tales from the University of Central Florida. All right, tells from the University of Central Florida. This looks like Orange Avenue or Orange Street in Central Florida right there in Orlando. Now, you know, I don't know if these people make these stories up. What's oh. something you've never told your parents? I don't know if these people make these stories up, but, you know, I would venture to say a lot of these young women be out here on Seeking, bro. What's something you've never told your parents? So my mom got remarried and come to find out my stepdad, who was my sugar daddy at the time. My stepdad. So I'm assuming he was the sugar daddy. And then the stepdad. But maybe he was the stepdad and then the sugar daddy. Married my mom. Yeah, you know, you got to understand that a lot of times, you know, these people are looking for a little bit of attention. So this can't be that far off from reality. You know, reality is telling them that this 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 phase that they're going through exploring who they are sexually, they are opening up to the possibilities of sugar dattering and all of that stuff. Right. So that's a possibility. I mean, it's it's kind of like one of those things in our culture that we're looking past. So a lot of these girls are thinking about it. So they may be making jokes about it, but it may also be a lot of reality, as you can see right here. All right. So this might be potentially the mom and the daughter. Right. Our sugar daddy left us. We need money for tuition. And judging by what we have here, they can probably make a couple of dollars. I got money. Right there. But so this is our new culture. So a lot of girls are exploring their sexuality at a younger age. They're in these streets. In these streets. And a lot of them are, by the time they turn 18, 19, and 20, definitely a good 20, 20 to 25, maybe 30% of them are exploring sugar daddy. Yes, they are. And I'm having fun with this, too. I'm definitely having fun with this. How about this uh, video? Let me see if How I can pull it up. Uh, also, in the 304 culture that we exist in here, or as we're calling it here, the monetization of the woman, we now see these type of skits. So this appears to be, you know, a lot of these videos now, you can't really trust that they're real. Even they're going to great lengths to blur out the faces. But as you can see, they're somewhat acting. This is our new theater. When we get the Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we'll actually show this as well. But here's a man. He's in a suit for no reason. He's doing interviews at the grocery store for no reason. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and see what happens with this particular video here. How much for your wife? <laughs> what? what? I got ten thousand dollars. How much? That's so sorry, <laughs> no, man. How about yeah. hundred grand? <laughs> Check it out. Hundred <laughs> grand right, one night with your wife. Check it. All make right, sure well, it's real. Come on, it's Just one night. I'll, I'll bring you back by eight o'clock in the morning. Okay, you got a woman here, according to the script. Uh, the mother, the mother, the wife is like, you just say the word and baby, I'm yours. 
So the guys got to think it over. Some rich guys approaching you at Albertsons, at Safeway, at Vons. Yeah, let's just approach people at Vons with $100,000 and get a flat back to Becky. But let me just tell you something. What you don't know about suburban wives, that many many of them, not a lot of them, many of them have been strippers, uh, sugar babies. They've been, um, you know, uh, they, they, they've been um, uh, Hooters girls. They've studied abroad. A lot of them don't have innocent backgrounds. They were sorority girls. Uh, a lot of these women don't have innocent backgrounds. They've already dabbled in this before they met you. And so this is kind of, um, he says, that's definitely not legal. They had, they've been to do, do, Dubai. So a lot of these women in these, especially the beautiful, the beautiful suburban soccer moms, you don't know, man, these, the very beautiful ones that be Botox and breast implanted up. And they'll be like, oh, wow, he got the, he got the trophy wife. Those trophy wives, bro, be, they be in them streets. In these streets? They dated old rich men before they even called it sugar daddy. They had all of that. They, please, they've been funded for sure. And then they found the goofy engineer doctor. And the engineer doctor couldn't help but put that ring on her finger. So here she is right here. Um, somebody says prima noche. Here she is right here. Just say the word, honey. And I'll go for the money. I got money. I think we should do it. I think we should do it. I think it's smart. It's smart. It's a bad business decision not to. You guys. Hundred. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so he sold his wife for a hundred thousand uh, dollars for the night in Disa proposal style. I don't know if you youngins know that this was an actual movie. Featuring Demi Moore and I think Woody Harrelson back in the late late 80s, early 90s in Decent Proposal. So that's basically what they're copying here. Let's go. Happy you made that decision. Thanks. Let's go. Appreciate it. How are you? I'm good. Say it again. It was a joke. You actually sold her. Trouble. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. Um, do I think this is real? No. But um, as you can see, the dynamics between white women and white men uh, in public, they're not going to berate their man in public. They're not embarrassing their man. If this was a black woman, she'd be like, <laughs> you're in trouble. They wait until they get their Prozac, their, their Zoloft and wine connected going, and then they lose their mind. They'll be sitting around. Go see your whores. They put on their negligee at the top of the stairs. They catch the vapors. I bet you're going out to gamble and see your whores. Well, you can have them, lipstick all smearing. You can have those whores. You can have your women. I'll just be here taking care of your kids. She falls out at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, if you leave me, I'll divorce you and take every penny. She all drunk, head spinning. After he comes back and claps cheeks, he takes his girl to the Fairmont Hotel, nice 19-year-old, <laughs> claps her cheeks. He comes back. She's still laying at the bottom of the stairs. I hope you had fun with your whores. This is ridiculous. I'm going upstairs. You sleep in your office. <laughs> she passes out 12 in the afternoon the next morning. This 
wakes up, hi, honey, I made you breakfast in bed. You disrespect me as a woman. I deserve better. She gets in her SUV. Her Tesla crashes it. <laughs> she like, where? I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. This man has, makes $250,000 a year. There's nothing. <laughs> but on Thursday, I'm going to girls' nights out, and I'm going to suck off the bouncer. That's how suburban marriages work. <laughs> oh, man. They just cheat on each other. It's all out. The family's all embarrassed. Don't make a scene at the family function. She started drinking a little wine. And he leaves me for his 19-year-old whores. Shh, shh, girl. Becky. Not at the family function. Going to take her away. Going to give her a couple of blues. She'll be all right later. They go ahead and lay her down in the the big the big uh, guest bedroom. They just lay her down on the bed, tuck her in. You just need us some sleep. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Let's get to the next story. Let's get the Straggle and Sniggle Theater here, Child Support Edition. The Straggle and Sniggle Theater Child Support Edition. All right, let's see. Let's go ahead and go. Where did I where did I put it? Oh, here we go. It's uh, my stories are out of order. Who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> here it is. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got Straggle here. This is Sniggle. It says right here, who's wrong here? Dude pays $500 a month in child support, and the child's mother is asking him to buy shoes for the child. But his wife is not having it. So this is obviously a man who is remarried or has another woman. And um, his previous baby mama, <laughs> there he is, Sniggle. Say hi to Sniggle. All right, where you say hi to Sniggle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There he is right there. He got his red. Yo, this is blasphemy. A red Yankee fitted. So... This man pays $500 a month in child support. Obviously, I'm just going to assume that the woman took him to child support court, meaning the judge said you owe $500 a month in child support as an obligation for supporting your kids. Now, if he didn't pay the $500 or he paid less than the $500, the judge would say, hey, we're going to put you in jail or we're going to penalize you for paying less because the kids can't eat, they can't sleep, and they can't get their needs met. Now, some of you guys get on child support. You get taken down to child support court. You pay the child support, and then you pay more. The mom says, hey, little Johnny wants to be on the football team, and they need shoulder pads and helmets. Then you pay, and then you pay the obligation. You pay the $500, and then you buy the shoulder pads and the helmet. Well, I got to take care of my kids. And she says, $500 is not enough. He needs more stuff. He needs shoes. He needs uh, uh, loose-leaf papers and pencils and notebooks. And then you're going, well, what are you spending the $500 on well that's none of your business it takes more than five hundred dollars to raise a kid however you went down to the court and got a five hundred dollar a month order meaning that's all that you get you don't get no mo you can't double dip you can't take a man down to child support and then say it's not enough see that's an outside agreement that you could have made before you already sold your kid over to the government See, if you wanted me to pay more than $500 a month, you could have made an agreement with me or you're going to put the kid in my custody so that they can have these things. I would automatically buy them, but you can't take me down to child support and then ask me for more money. Mm. 
That's not how it works. So whatever the government says my obligation is, that's all you get. And the woman in this situation says exactly that. Now, Sniggle, Sniggle says, no, I need to give my kid more than the $500 obligation because I'm a man. I takes care of my kids. Well, it doesn't matter. You're going to be a deadbeat anyway. Let's go ahead and roll the film. This might be a little fakey. It might be a little fakey, but we'll go ahead and roll it anyway. This is the shit I got to go through. I feel like I got to choose between my child and my marriage. And the shit getting old. It's getting very old and yeah, frustrating. Between your child and your marriage, what are you doing? I mean, like, what's going on? I'm recording, man. I ain't recording because you ain't dropping that shit. I don't give a damn about no Facebook, no YouTube, or nothing. No, 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 no. And I don't care nothing about that. Because my thing is right here. You pay $500 a month. You can drop it. I'm going to put your business out there. You pay $500 fucking a month in child support. And ain't nobody been doing no extra. No shoes, no clothes, no toys, no nothing. Now, his problem is he has a second household, so the woman knows how much money is going in and out. And so anytime you're on a $500 a month obligation, the money gets tight. The money is tight. So that's how obligations work. They give it to you. They put it up there. It's not like you're going to have extra, extra money unless you have a second job or a job under the table. So in essence, the second mom or the second woman who oftentimes becomes anti-feminist and all of a sudden doesn't believe in child support, because her man is losing money and the house is losing money, she starts saying, you can't do extra for your kids. The woman is already taking you down to the court in the county, and she has her obligation. That's it. That's it. No more. And I think she's right. She's absolutely right. If the woman who is the first baby, first of all, I don't know why y'all start in second families. This is what you have to deal with. And he's like, this is what I have to deal with. That's your dumbass decision because you can't control your hormones and you have to be codependent or this woman supporting you in some sort of way or you're doing 50-50. However, the woman's right. You have the obligation. The court or the county already said this is what she gets in support. The mom has to do one or two things, take you off of child support and depend on you solely in a, in a handshake deal or or deal with the $500 a month obligation. That's it. She gets no more. There's no calling me up and saying, hey, I need extra. I ran out. I don't care. It ain't my problem. But most people, most normies would say, it takes more than $500 a month. Well, according to the court, it doesn't. And since y'all depend on the court and want to take me down and take these men down to court, that's what you get. So the man is, I'm sorry, the woman is absolutely right in the situation. And the reason why she's right, let me give you one more bit of information. The reason why she's right is because she knows that other woman is playing him. See, she's double dipping. And the other woman's knowing it. The other woman's putting him up on game like, you dumb F. She's, she's scheming on you. She's finessing you. She's demand. She's she's stealing money from you and then forcing you to pay more. What is she doing with the five hundred dollars? She pay, buying her nails and buying her hair weave and wigs. She out there in these streets. She partying. She shaking her ass. She she drinking. And she's scheming on you and you're paying extra. You dumbass. That's basically what the other person's saying. And then the the woman again is saying, but and I'm losing money because you're a dumbass, right? And she's like, I'm not going to let my man get finessed because it's going to affect my house. You see what I mean? So this is why she's right. 
up until this point. Let's go ahead and uh, continue. Court ordered child support. So in that situation, if it's court order and she took you to court, yep, no extra, no extra. Now, if you're on 50-50 custody, that might be different because you're going to have a court order to pay the mom for when the kid has the kid. That's why 50-50 child support sucks. So then when the kids are with you, you obviously going to have to buy stuff. But when you buy stuff, make sure that stuff stays at your house. They don't take the stuff back and forth because a lot of times you'll buy stuff and the kids will take it over to mom's house and then they'll come back to you. Hey, dad, I don't have no shoes. And you're like, I just had bought you shoes for when you're ever at my house. Well, I took them over to mom's house. Well, go get them the hell from your mom's house. Them shoes for daddy's house. See, these are all the games that people play. The dude, you shouldn't feel like that. You shouldn't feel like that. He a son husband. You shouldn't feel like that. That's messed up. That's why you guys getting finessed. You guys got to be cold and hard and cold on abroad. That's messed up, man. Them my kids. No, it ain't. Them ain't your kids. You the non-custodial. By definition, them ain't your kids. By law, them ain't your kids. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? If they say you're the non-custodial parent, they are no longer your kids. By law, you have no legal authority over them damn kids. Now the camera switched, so I don't know what happened here. Now, again, this is makes me think it's fake, but some of these straggle and sniggle things that we uh, feature here actually preys on the insecurities of relationships in the community. Like the fake skits that we see put on, they actually are touching on real subjects that the commenters are touching on because there's real experiences here. So this woman that these this kid is real. A lot of couples are dealing with this in the community. So shout out the straggle and sniggle here. What you paying child support is for? No, you ain't getting no shoes out of here. You ain't. It don't matter. It does not matter. No, you don't get buy no shoes. She get the shoes out of child support money. Five hundred dollars a month. Five hundred dollars a month is a lot of money. Now, is it enough to raise kids? No. It's enough to provide the bare minimum and shoes go in child support. Shoes qualify for child support. You can't be like, hey, I I'm paying my rent and in the light bill and the gas bill, but um, I need money for the shoes. No, 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 no. You should be making money to pay those obligations. And then the child support money goes directly, should go directly to the kids. But people don't do that. They use child support as a means to budget their monthly expenses. And then they say you don't have enough. That's your bad. So now she's kicking him out. <laughs> he said, you can get him some shoes, but it won't be in here. 
So now she's going to get the suitcase and she's going to pack his stuff. Pack your ish. Get your ish. So she throwing his stuff. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can't say if this is real or not, but she's going to throw his, she's going to pack his stuff up. Now, wow, who? I don't know, man. I guess there's somebody for everybody, but look at that woman, man. Yeah, he saw the camera. Where's his Jordans at? I don't see no J's yet. All right, so yeah, now we're getting uh, offensive here. So as you can see here, let me see. He doesn't re-enter the picture, so we can end it at that. That's on World Star. Uh, yeah, uh, the child support issue there. I think he says straggle snickle comedy edition. I think that it could be a a skit. It's more likely to be a skit than not. But but it touches on real issues that a lot of men don't understand. And that issue, uh, how child support works, is you're paying the obligation. There's no more that you need to pay. And if they're forcing you to pay or they're guilting you into paying, just tell them to modify the order and take you off the child support. Tell them to do that or tell them to give you, not give you, I hate saying that. Tell them to put more custody in your favor. Okay, well, if you can't provide the basics such as shoes, you're failing and you're going to fail my kid. If you're not willing, able to buy shoes, this kid should be with me and I can buy them enough shoes as they need. Now, eventually they're going to come correct and be like, no, I'm not. I'm not having more custody over on you. Well, go buy your own shoes. I don't care what the kiss my ass. I mean, that's what you guys got to start taking that approach with child support. I've done that. Um, I flipped the child support office off, gave them all the kind of middle fingers, told them if you ever put me on child support. All right. You ain't getting the dime of it. All right, I'm going to break you, bankrupt you before you get it from me. Don't show up to court. I mean, if they don't serve me, hide from them. The Child Support is a criminal organization. It's an administrative organization. They don't fight for both parents. They fight for federal funding, federal federal matching fundings from Title IV-D, the Social Security Administration. And the state is gouging the federal office and these judges, these fake judges, which they are called commissioners, and all of these things, magistrates, they're not authentic judges, and the court is not a, a, a uh, court that protects you from the Constitution. It is an administrative court, and they're double-dipping, and they're putting in money that you pay and giving her a portion of it, and they're also keeping extra funds in, delaying payment to the mother, and what pisses her off, they're also gaining interest on the money that they collect. So, and not only that, the gender bias is, uh, is crazy in there. Not only that, the the women that never pay child support when they have orders, they ne rarely ever go to jail. So there's a lot going on there. I believe the child support system is a criminal organization in itself. New, 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 new world order. And they should be taken down brick by brick. So anyway, I'm glad we shared that story right there.
He says it's worse than a Ponzi scheme. It is because they're actually trying to get your money. They're kick. They're doing kickbacks to the judges. They're doing kickback to the attorneys. They hire an attorneys. They hire the people that work in the child support offices on pseudo welfare. These people have IQs of 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 of, of lemmings and peons that work in that office. All of them can kiss my ass. Uh, somebody says he started caping for that, which, oh, did he start caping for it? I, there was too much cussing, so I had to turn it off. So, uh, anyway, that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. And they're screwing over a lot of, they're screwing over the population of people and they give an incentive to mothers to destroy families for $500, which would amount to something like $6,000 a year, pennies, pennies on the dollar. And mothers will destroy your family over $4,800 to $600 a month. And they think they, I'm uh, sorry. 4,800 to 600,000. Let me get my numbers right. 4,800 to $6,000 a year. Think about this. Think about the child support orders that some of these people are paying. You're talking about upwards of $6,000 a year. And people are fighting each other tooth and nail in court for $6,000 or less per year. It's absolutely mind boggling when you calculate how little is actually going into this. All right, you're going, what? You're bar arguing, you got har you're harboring negative feelings to somebody for 6K a year. Yeah, they're hiring lawyers. Literally, people will pay, like they'll they'll fight you long enough to where by the time they collect, they break even on child support, it's two years later. By the time they hire a forensic accountant, hire attorneys, go to court, take time off to go to court fighting you to collect the money, waiting for the money to come in. You don't break even until two, three, four years down the line. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Think of some of your mamas. Some of y'all moms, some of your mamas are tearing your families up, have torn your families up for less than $4,800 a year. But you know what the straggle does? The straggle calculates that over the lifetime of the child support. The straggle calculates that and says that's $72,000 over 18 years. <laughs> and you go, you idiot. You can make that in two years of income. Like if you just focused on yourself and raised your kids and then put the kids over to the daddy's house for half the year, you can make $72,000 in two years, you dumbass. <laughs> but no, over 15 years, I'll get $72,000 of free money. I can't deal with some of you people. <laughs> anyway, Pac-Man is in the building. I can't deal with some of these people, man. I tell y'all, y'all run from the community. I get $6,000 a month, a year. I get $72,000 over 15 years. I'm finessing his ass. Plus, I get welfare, WIC, EBT, free money from the government. It's free. And I get free. And I got free EBT. I can get Doritos, Cheetos. I can get the big pickles out the jar, sunflower seeds, beef jerky, all kind of big messed up meat from Walmart. Rent voucher. They just finessing the whole system. <laughs> All right, let me add here. Uh, shout out to Pac-Man Jones. He says, Coach, just had a coworker ask me 
who were you watching? I responded, CGA, my life coach. He said, you pay $50 a plus donation a month for a guy to tell you how to live. I said, there ain't no, ain't too many black men who are at my level or better who I respect. And he's worth every penny. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, brother. And he said, coach, I'm doubling down to you uh, to give you thanks on steering me to research homeschooling for my kids and putting them in the Kumon as well. Yes, indeed. That's a big one. You have changed my the direction of my children's future. Sir, you are my favorite African-American here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. <laughs> look at him. Yes. Are you the greatest? Uh -huh. You know what I'm talking about? I know. I know. Hey, hey, shout out to you, man. I've been giving dudes real life advice. And uh, like everybody says, here's the deal. Every Olympian has a coach. Every major player that you've known as the GOAT has had a coach. Just think about it. Think of some of the best players that you can think of. They've all had somebody that could either organize or lead them. Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, right? LeBron, eight coaches. <laughs> he hires and fires coaches left and right. You know, Magic Pat Riley. You see what I'm saying? Every Olympian goes to the Olympics and they have a coach. So it's not like you can just deal with this all your life. There has to be somebody, right? Mike Tyson, custom model. Everybody has it. Kobe and Phil. You know what I mean? Everybody, tennis players. So never think that you got to go this alone. I have coaches. I have people that I look up to, mentors, and people that I look at and say, that's the person I want to get information from and direction. I have to invest in that person. So never feel that. Uh, feel like you have to um, not have a coach. If you're a person that says, no, I can do this life by, on my own, you're going to be, woof. Let me shit out of luck. All right, no government name says, where's that horny old man, coach? <laughs> All right, where's the horny old man? I might shut down the stream looking for him. I can't find that clip. I can't find that clip. All right, Anthony Bobo, you often talk about how hard great divorce is. He says, at what age would you say a man can't financially recover from a great divorce? All right, um, my, my, my thought is if you get divorced, after 50, you're going to be effed up. You're probably never going to financially recover. It depends on how you get divorced, though. So after 50, it's a mess because literally you only have, you know, let's just say 15 years of good productive work to do to recover. Okay, one of the biggest blessings that I got was I got divorced at um, 36. You know, people think I'm mad. I was one of the best gifts she ever gave me other than my children. Because we could have pushed this out to 45. And I think if it would have happened to me at 45, yeah, somebody said 45, 45 for sure. 45, divorce after 45, you're going to be, okay? Um, And uh, a lot of guys that are in their 40s, approaching their 40s now, they've been married for 15 years. They're like, no, I'm good. We'll be together forever. This is not true. The, uh, the great divorces are going up. They're the highest divorce rate out of anyone. So now you're at 45 now and you're in your 40s. You got to make it another 30 years with this woman. And you've been married less than 30 years at this point. Um, And there's a lot of things that are going to go against you. So if you get divorced after 45, I'm going to say 50, but 45 for sure. You get divorced after that. Curtains. You're never going to have. You're going to have. You're never going to have the life that you had. Somebody says I'm 46 and it's tough. Now, now I'm not telling you guys to give up. You got, you got to still fight. 
But uh, one thing that people have to understand is your body. Uh, I know you're young and you're 32 and you just married your woman. Shout out to the dude. Where does he live? You know who I'm talking about. You're in your 30s, early 30s. You um you got married to your boo. You don't see you yourself ever divorcing. But as a 32 year old man, the energy that you have, the ability to get up out of bed, you know what I mean. Some even at 32, you're like, oh. When you become 45, I'm 46 now. When I get out of bed, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> I wake up out of bed, I'll be like, oh, oh. my body be like, <laughs> I got to move my shit around, be like, <laughs> all right, I got to go to, the best thing about having a dog, I got to be, like if I don't walk my dog and I, cause sometimes I'll be like, I'm not going to walk her this morning. I'll just let her run the back around the backyard. I still like, it'd take me a while to even just get the, the get the movement in my shoulder. And shit. <laughs> All right. I'll be like, Oh, Oh, Oh shit. So people don't realize that. Now, once you get the 50, 55, your body's going to be, it's going to be tough on you. Your body's not going to be. And so imagine you got to go to work 13 hours a day. You don't want to be doing that. It's going to be messed up. So your body's not going to be able to do what you do at 32. So you might be saying, hey, I'm 32. If I get divorced at 45, I'll just work double time. No, you're not. You're not going to want to work double time. And if you don't have your own, <laughs> if you don't have your own business and you're, Somebody else is telling you what to do. They'd be like, Mr. George, go pick up that pallet. Go do this. Go do that. And you doing a physically physical labor job. Mm -mm. Nope. You're not going to want to do that shit. You're going to be looking at him like that old black man that hates every white man. When he gets home, he be cursing all the white men out. I'm tired of them crackers. I'm tired of them damn hunkies. You know what I mean? He'd be back there just cussing them out. Looking like Samuel L. Jackson, you know, the most racist man on the earth, the black old black man. I'm getting tired of them white folks telling me what to do out there. You're going to be like him. And every time they tell you to do something, you're going to shuffle. <sighs> you walk all over there slow. Look at this old son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. He says, sound like my dad. Yeah. Uncle Ruckus dad, the racist person, the most racist person in America. Bar none. Not even close. <laughs> Old black dude. Old black dude, 55. Nope, not even close. But he gets away with it because he's in the position of life. That's going to be you. So your patience is going to be at zero. You're not going to want to work. Your work ethic is going to decline. Your ability to work and perform declines. So you're now 45, 50, 55, trying to double it up to recover back from your divorce. This is why divorce is super duper dangerous. All right. And you guys that are sitting here now in your 30s and early 40s talking about you got it made in the shade. You like Coach Adams. Don't listen to Coach Greg Adams. You like my my marriage is good. My baby is good. I can trust her. She my ride or die. I'm going to tell you, if she pulls the plug on your ass, it's going to, you're going to go. And you ain't coming back. You're going to move in with your mammy. 
where are we at? Shout out to you. Thank you, Pac-Man. And thank you, Anthony. Shout out to M.A. He says, I'm 23 with a 90-plus body count, eight nines and tens. All girls are easy. Hey, shout out to you. Let's give you... Hey. <laughs> Woo. He's feeling himself. Not all of us can be that. Nines and tens. And they're all easy. 90-plus girls. He's winning in life. Yay. Thanks for being a contestant. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, where are we at here? I got to do a couple of, I don't want to get too far back. Uh, did I get gym status? I'll get gym status in these last two. here. Gym status says, Pop Smoke, Christopher Walken. I made 200K out in London while you out here gassing these women. You pumping them up like butter. He says, stop gassing these women up, boys. Get fit, get money. Uh-huh. I got, I've been listening to too much Pop Smoke, but uh, they didn't complete his album. So it was kind of like, what is this? He says, Coach, uh, we should do a game. Which red flag is the reddest? Overweight, high body count, over 30, tattoos, short hair, psycho meds, single mom. He says, also hit the button or you'll get divorced great that best. Shout out to Jim Status. We should do a red flag show. What red flag is going to cost you the most? I already know, at least in my experience. And then last one. Shout out to RFK. He says, what's good? This is RFK here from Costa Rica. Mm. He said, I know you got a show going on right now, but I'm unable to watch it. Haven't been able to watch it as many as much, but I'll catch up when I get back. Couple of junior college and a couple of gorditas over here. He says, I'll schedule another call when I get back next week. Thanks for everything you do. All right. Shout out to you. You sound, dude, I got to get out there, man. You know, I saw that little Latina today. She was like five foot one. Oh boy. Ooh, I wanted to sop it up. That's what I need to do. All right, so shout out to you. Shout out to the Passport Bros. Hey, what happened to my PayPal? Did they did they took they took all my money? All right, so let's get back to the show. All right, here we go. What's, what's the next subject? Oh, the Finland female prime minister returning back in these streets. All right, the fin Finland's female prime minister. All right, so what are we talking about here? Some of you guys don't know, haven't been catching up on uh on um on current events, as you guys know, Finland, who's Russia sliving over, they're like, I want that back. And uh, shout out to these flatbacks right here. Let me see here. Woman, uh, this is in 2019. Women this week, Finland's all-female coalition government. If you didn't know, female had in Finland had in, has, currently has an all-female coalition government. <laughs> here it is right there you guys see them a bunch of Kaylee's you know Viking Kaylee's sitting up there Viking blood and they're sitting up there you know them Europeans be plain James that's one thing I like about Europeans sometimes but they be looking like chicken cutlet on some days too you know I be like put a little bit of lipstick on just a little bit this is getting out of hand starting to taste like unseasoned chicken around here Smart, starting to smell like wet, unseasoned chicken. But uh, here we go right here. And look at these. Wait a minute. Look at these women here in the, in Europe. They not all like busted Pillsbury biscuit cans. It's how it is what it is. Feeling Prime Minister Sanaa Marin. We're going to focus on her today. This is her right here, I believe. This is her. She looking all with that deer in the headlights. Or is that a thousand cocks there? 
We're going to find out here. Finland's new government is young and led by women. I bet you government, I bet you Vladimir Putin surviving over this one. They're like, if we weren't messing around with Ukraine, we definitely would take Finland back. It says, here's what the country does to promote diversity. This is in 2019. Hey, welcome, ladies. Uh, well, she got caught in a little bit. She got caught. This woman got caught in these streets. She got caught in these streets. She's got a controversy now. It says right here, uh, the, the the work hard, party hard. Finland's, I can't pronounce her name, Sanamarin, Sanamarin, faces backlash after leak dancing video. Marin brushed back a call for her to take a drug test and said she had nothing to conceal or hide. What is the controversy here, you say? Well, let's show you, and we'll go ahead and show you a fair use. Remember, this is the prime minister of Finland. And uh, we got to turn down the volume just a little bit. Fair use. Fair use right here. Here we go. And so here she is here. This is the prime minister, the young Kaylee prime minister of Finland right here about the twerk and shake that ass. Here we go. Oh, and she's got a bunch of young libtards with her. Uh Oh, is that you? Prime minister. Is this you? In these streets. Uh, I party in a boisterous way. Yo. This is not the boy. She looking flat back and foldable, though. She looking flat back and foldable. Yo, I know this ain't the prime minister of Finland wearing a um, wearing a cami camisole bra out there on her knees. <laughs> what? And it went viral. Look at these Vikings out here. What? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Yo, ladies, this is what we talk about. You want to be CEOs, but you want to be all in the videos, all on the record, dancing. Come to the free agent lifestyle. What are we doing? She from, yo, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I got money. I can definitely get her to do monkey double backflips all on the coach. This the prime minister, fam? What is this bull? Man, I tell you, man, you can't put certain people in leadership positions because they're going to revert and they're going to be like, well, I can party. She out here doing popping mollies and losing her mind, bro. It says right here, controversy after Finland's prime minister partying video was leaked online. Look at her, boy. Oh, that's the leader of the Finland? Oh, man, where's where's Vladimir Putin? Calling Vladimir Putin. What is this Ruski doing? Party girl. She can't even. Oh, look at her, boy. Just so natural. In these streets. Just so natural. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. Now, she took, they told her to take a drug test, and she was like, nope. They said, take a drug test so you can prove that you weren't on drugs. She was like, nope. And she's not smelling her. I know she's not smelling her armpits now. What's next? The figure eight dance? That's coming up next. Yep, there it is. Oh, 
boy. And she on TikTok. She all on her knees. No, man. Oh, she on her knees too? Them Vikings putting it, sliding it down her gullet too. Report recently dubbed as the world's coolest prime minister. She is seen drinking and singing as well. She gone. You know she snorted a line. You know it. Look at they popping pills. Wait a minute. Let me turn this music down. However, the pen. Wait. However, Finland prime minister is she's upset after her dancing clip went viral and triggered outrage. She was like, "How dare you!" This is what she said. She said, "It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault." Yeah, she did. Who sent the video out? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I smashed the hell out of this. I'm like, y'all know. I will be at that party having her. I would be going crazy on this one. It says right here. Uh, what did it say? Oh, there she is again. Smell on that armpit. Finland's opposition leader, Rika Pura, demanded a drug test on Finland's prime minister, Sana Sana Marin. And she said, nope, nope. Mm-mm. But you know she on drugs. You know she hit the weed. This after Finnish media reported that, I don't know what that says, meaning cocaine can be heard in the video. So whatever the word for cocaine is, they're saying, whoever the opposition is or the media saying, they're saying the word cocaine in the video. Oh, hell no. Yo, you put the wrong person in order. Man, I tell you. Hey, when you, at least Barack Obama was, at least Barack Obama was good enough to know not to fumble the bag for the next future uh, black president. Like he told the line and he knew how to hide all the men. He was, oh, wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Let's rewind that. I didn't mean to say, I didn't mean. New, 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 new world order. I didn't say that. New, 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 new world order. But here, when you're having your leader on drugs, she's going to be, saying her name, I'm, I'm, I mean, telling people secrets and whatnot. I know Finland don't have any nukes, but what? This is ridiculous behavior. You can't be a leader. You can't be a CEO and be in these streets. In these you streets. just cannot do it. And so that's what people don't understand. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. She's still making excuses. What does she say here? And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. That's what she said, essentially. I've never been in a situation where I've seen or known others using drugs. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know you was on the snore. You was on the nose, Candy. I have a family life and a work life. In the free time, my free time, I spent time with my friends pretty much the same as many people might. No, 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 no. No, no. You're the leader of Finland. You can't then revert back, but I can have my free time and let loose because people my age are doing it. This is what happens, bro. You give them a position and then they're like, yeah, but I had to go kick it in the hood. I got to go hang out at the the block party. I had to go shoot up the spot because they ran up on the homies. See, because you don't understand my people and I'm a woman and I should have a family life or work life and I should be able to have free time and snort all the cloak I can. No, 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 no. No. Here he is, right? She still sees this. I have nothing to conceal or hide. Mm. Yes, you do. And what's going on with that bird chest? 
I'd hit. I am going to be exactly the same person I've been until now, and I hope that it will be accepted. No, you, ma'am, you're the leader. <laughs> you're supposed to lead by example. There are sacrifices that you have to make. You have to make sacrifices. Somebody said, where's the sad music? For sure. Yeah, she definitely deserves some sad music on this one. Should I go back? I'll go back slightly. Yeah, she said. And I'm going to be exactly the same person as I've been until now. And I hope that it will be accepted. I hope. Nope. I hope. I trusted that since the videos are private and taken at a private event, they would not be published. Yo. Yo. You're the leader. What else she said? The 36-year-old world's youngest prime minister makes no secret of partying. These are your... Bruh. You got to be kidding me. Last December, she came under fire for visiting a club after coming into, into what? She's at the club and she's the president. She's the prime minister. Contact with another minister who later tested it. She tested positive for COVID. Oh, okay. This woman's reckless. She's out of control. There she is right there. She's like. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. How come they always look like that when they get caught? When they get caught doing something they ain't supposed to do, well, I'm a woman. Woman card time. She definitely on that chicken cutlet time. Hey, uh, she definitely can come and see the coach. Hey, when you get fired from your job, come see the coach or bring your sister. Yeah, she focusing on the... So oh, there he is. I told you. Vladimir Putin was going to be on the job. Look at Putin. He's like, oh, yeah, time to claim Finland. He like, I told you Vladimir Putin was on the job. Vladimir Putin was like, I didn't told y'all's asses. Y'all on, <laughs> y'all on thin ice. Putin goes, Putin's like, shit, if we wasn't fighting Ukraine, I would stomp they ass out right now. I told you. Dangerous crisis over time, whether the Russian-Ukraine war, what did that have to do with anything? Yeah, they right next door. Hey, Ukraine's getting bombed. You're right up from Ukraine, very close. And you're out doing cocaine, allegedly. She right up my alley, though. Uh, here we go. It wasn't, it, is it, wait, was her decision to leave Finland to join NATO? Okay. Oh, so she joined NATO. All right. It was her decision for Finland. They, they were one of the latest people to join NATO, if I'm not mistaken. They were one of the latest countries to join NATO. So Putin didn't come stomp their ass out. <laughs> all right. She was like, uh, I'll take the power position. I'll be in these streets. But NATO, you got my back. You know, Putin was about to stomp their ass out. So he was like, new, 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 new world order. Somebody said they in love. I, yeah, I'm with you on them. Putin, like, I will first drink vodka, then I destroy you like Russian hammer. Yep. Man, she's lucky that NATO backed her up. Let me look this up real quick. I think Finland, last country to join NATO. To join NATO. I bet you it's Finland. Oh, Montenegro. North Messadina. All right, when did Finland join? North, Republic of North Macedonia. <laughs> I said Macedonia. When did Finland join NATO? Finland. Let's see. I bet you it was 2019. Okay. 
Maybe not. Oh, wait a minute. They're one of six members of the European that is not a member of NATO. Are they not a member? Hmm. They better get in there. Sweden, too. Huh. According to my, according to my list, Finland and Sweden completed um, talks at NATO headquarters. This is July of 2022 and agreed last week by NATO. They signed the NATO, but no, oh, okay. So they signed the NATO in 2022 of July, two weeks ago, but they needed ratified. Sweden too. You know, Sweden at one particular point was a part of Russia, but they were not like a part of Russia, but they were a part of Russia. Russia, dude, Vladimir's on a mission. He was about to go get they ass. Sweden, Sweden and Finland. So they joined NATO, but need ratification. All right, they ain't safe yet. So this was two weeks ago. Boy, where's this woman at? Where's she at? She looking like, please come save me. They're not in NATO yet. So they're just, thank you, Jan. So they are just, she's just trying to get them in because she knows it's the curtains for her. She knows Putin acting up. <laughs> hey, look, they was like, we're safe now. No, you're not. Mm. We's coming after your ass now. After they get done in the Ukraine, they like, we coming from Finland and Sweden. Hey, I'm not laughing. He coming after him. I guarantee you he does. He want them back. He's like, y'all coming back. We ain't got no time for the bullshit. And they'll swoop, swipe. I don't know. I'm not a winner. I don't want to wish and pray and pray on their downfall. All right. Last main event story right here. Cause we're at the one hour and 20 minute mark. Woman says she regrets being a SLUT. Says right here. Woman says she regrets being a SLUT. This is the story. So we're going to read it. Shout out to that flat back to Kaylee prime minister though. Let me see here. Let's go ahead and pop the story up. We'll read it really briefly. So this is for the women who be out in these streets and they say, hey, I'm going to be out in these streets forever. I don't need no man. Let's see what happens here. I'm probably going to guess she's got a couple of STDs. There's her man right there that she took a picture of. Upon opening, upon opening Louise Perry's new book, The Case Against the Sexual Revolution, A New Guide to Sex in the 21st Century, I moved to tears by this uh, by the dedication for the women who learned it the hard way. Unlike many other people who have read and re reviewed Perry's work, reading her book wouldn't be some academic exercise in contemplating how liberal feminism have let women down. It wouldn't be evaluating what these poor sluts over there have endured in the wake of the sexual revolution. Reading her book was personal. I'm one of those sluts. Yikes. In these streets. I'm reading this word for word. <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm a case study for her thesis, a cautionary tale. I knew this book was going to be difficult, and it made me realize it's time to finish this essay once I've been trying one I've been trying to write for four years. It's a tough needle to thread. I'm grateful for the ability to control my reproductive cycle and make my own money. I got money. But that freedom has come at a price. The dark side, the dark side of the sexual revolution is that even though it liberated women, unyoking sex from uh, from consequences had primarily benefited men. Ah, see, they found out the hard way. They always find out the hard way at the end. 
I was first inspired to write this piece when I was 19 years old. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I used to wait. He says, uh, when I was a 19 year old woman, I used to wait tables uh, with ask me, who is the me who is with? With ask me, Bridget, have you ever re uh, regretted having sex with a man? I laughed. Yeah, all of them, she says. That's not entirely true. There was my first love in high school and my first husband. My first husband? But if I'm honest with myself, of the dozens and dozens and dozens of men that I've been with, at least the ones that I remember. Wow, man. Boy, the truth comes out. I'm going to read this part again for you guys to grasp this. I'm going to start back. I was first inspired to write this piece when I was when I when a 19 year old woman I used to wait tables with asked me, Bridget, have you ever regretted having sex with a man? I laughed. Yes, all of them. That's not entirely true. There was my first love in high school, her first imprinted person and my first husband. But if I'm honest with myself, of the dozens of men I've been with, at least the ones I remember, I can only think of a handful I don't regret. The rest I would put in the category of casual, which means she doesn't count them. Which I would define as sex that is either meaningless or mediocre or both. If I get really honest with myself, I'd say most of them usually were drunken encounters that left me feeling empty and demoralized and worthless. So these are the ones that they don't count. All right. How many men have you been with? Oh, I don't remember that. I barely remember. I was drunk. I was demoralized. He only took five strokes. He was a quickie. It doesn't count. He wore a condom. The 20 men that wore a condom don't count. Right. These are the things that they're talking about. And then the ones that made him feel bad. Yeah. Not so much. I wouldn't have said that at the time, though. At the time, I would have told you I was liberated. Even while I think, uh, even while I tried to drink away the sick feeling of rejection, when my most recent hookup didn't call me back, my most recent, at the time, I would have said one night stands made me feel emboldened. But in reality, I was using sex like a drug, trying unsuccessfully to fill a hole, pause, inside me with men, pun intended. I know regretting most of my sexual encounters is not something a sex positive feminist who used to write a column for Playboy is supposed to admit. And for years, I didn't. Let me be clear. Being a slut and sleeping with a lot of men is not the only behavior I regret. Even more damaging was, the, uh, was what I told myself in order to justify the fact that I was disposable to all these men. I told myself I didn't care. She had the black heart. I didn't care when a man ghosted me. See, this is this this what she's gonna go through now is what a lot of women go through. They're they're numb. They become numb. All right. So uh this is the numb feeling that a lot of women get. And so this is when they get drunk or they invite you over and you clap the cheeks, they can move on. They're like, okay. If they if you perform well, then they'll be like, okay, I got something out of it. But they'll be just as happy with their vibrators at this point. After 20 bodies, they'll be just as happy with their vibrators. And then they can say, well, I haven't slept with anyone for six months. And they've been jackhammering themselves. <laughs> and they're numb by the time you sleep with them. And they're just like, okay, you're just another one. And they can no longer parabond. So now she's in the numb stage. And it says right here, I didn't care when a man ghosted me. 
They don't care no more. They're no longer sprung. They're like, eh, okay, he didn't call me back. I didn't care when he left me in the middle of a night of the night and hinted that he wanted me to leave. Okay, now it's time for you to go. Go get your panties and your bra. The walk of shame, the blackouts, the anxiety. Whew. The lie I told myself for decades was I'm not in pain. I'm empowered. Looking back, if it isn't, it is it if it isn't a surprise that I lied to myself, because from a young age, sex was nothing I was lied to. Wait, sex was something I was lied to about. So from a young age, sex was something I was lied to about. Long before I ever had sex, I was I felt the shame of my natural sexual urges and awkward in my blossoming female body. Yes. Growing up Catholic, all I remember was sex was feeling sex was feeling bad about it before I even know knew what it was. I only knew that sex before marriage was wrong, even though the thought of a sexual act or touching myself filled me with uh, debilitating guilt. The first time I kissed a boy, I was convinced I'd be punished, struck down by an angry misogynistic God. As I got older, I was told to guard my virginity. Well-meaning mothers and aunts were clear that I needed to withhold intercourse in order to get a man to love and respect me. She said, the hell with all of that. Those days are over. Sex was a commodity, a priceless gem I had to hang on to to increase the value the longer I held it. Modern women are saying that's no longer true. It made me feel like property. And although I didn't think that was the intention of the wise women who had learned their lessons the hard way for me, Sex became in, 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 wait, intricately linked to my self-worth. She said sex became in, inextricably linked to my self-worth. I apologize there. The shame and guilt I grew up with regarding sex felt oppressive. I resented the double standard that men could be promiscuous and it raised their status and a woman would be slut-shamed for similar behavior. That's feminist ideology. Well, if men can do it, we can do it too. My burgeoning sexuality. My burgeoning sexuality. Hello. <laughs> my burgeoning sexuality would unfold as a reaction to those repressive religious orthodoxies, old school notions of sexual status, and trauma. I lost my virginity at 17 to my boss. Hello. <laughs> oh boy i tell you man women learn the hard way they live life in reverse all right you got they live life in reverse they learn the hard way and then they lose so much i would never sleep with a boss i would never sleep with a co-worker here she is at 17 i lost my virginity at 17 to my boss at a restaurant where i worked and a year later, I experienced my first sexual trauma. I felt damaged and dirty, and I blamed myself. Everyone responds differently to these situations, and I dealt with the overwhelming shame by becoming hypersexual and promiscuous. Yeah, this is the only answer. Just keep being in these streets, right? In these streets. And you know whose fault this is right here. It's, and it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. So when you send your daughters out for their first job and they're just burgeoning and developing, just know that there are men trying to wax your daughter's backside. 
there's there's men trying to get your daughter into the bank vault to count money. And she didn't say she didn't like it. It says here, the culture was right there to pick me up and dust me off. I doubled down on being a proud slut and internalizing the biggest and most damaging lie that loveless sex is empowering. I basked in the girl power glow of that delusion for decades. Weaponizing my sexuality while convincing myself I was full of the divine feminine. Boy, this sound, this woman sounds like she's been listening to the coach. She says I was full of shit. I told myself that because I could seduce a man that I was powerful. But as Perry says in her book, quote, women can also too, women can all too easily fall to recognize, fail to recognize. <laughs> Let me say it again. Quote, women can all too easily fail to recognize that being desired is not the same thing as being held in high esteem. Wow. Deep down inside. Indeed. I knew that to be the I knew that to be the case, but as a defense mechanism, of course, they can never be wrong. It's always going to be this as a defense mechanism. They're always going to have that look right there. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm going to use my defense mechanism. Then they're going to just get that look right there. As a defense mechanism, I created a man eater persona. My mantra was we're rigid. Number one, you either have a career or a relationship. You can't have both. Intimacy is creepy. Motherhood and children are traps, and sex is the only power. Another set of lies built on lies, built on trauma. Sex isn't just about power. It also is about intimacy and vulnerability and trust, especially when you're going Roski in these women. Things I want, things I wanted nothing to do with, things I wanted nothing to do with, because implicit in modern dating is a complete lack of expectations, especially those of chivalry. Meanwhile, a man wanted to pick up the tab and pull out a chair or open the door or pick me up or take me to dinner or see me during the day or wait long, longer than the first date to have sex. I was shocked and suspicious of them. Was he a serial killer? Um, how long is this damn article? <laughs> I'm running out of breath. Let's get to it. Where's the damn layer? All right, casual sex is fraught with insecurities and miscommunication. Intimacy and love are punchlines. When a man I slept with had the curiosity to reach out, I mistook, I mistook relief for happiness, rewiring my brain to be grateful for the bare minimum. The saddest realization is how low I set the bar. A lifetime of allowing myself to be the other woman, taken for granted or treated like a doormat under the false pretense of being empowered came to a head one night when the arrival of the text message from an on-again, off-again lover, all right, which is a friends with benefit. Good night, baby. I love you, it said. Quickly followed by wrong person. All right, somebody wants a leak to the article. We'll drop the link right here. All right, by this time, she's destroyed. This woman's destroyed. And it says right here, rock bottom doesn't always look like losing everything or ending up in jail. Sometimes it can be that sick feeling in your gut when you know emotionally you're done. I wanted to be able to have meaningless. I wanted to be able to have meaningless, meaningless sex, like just like a guy, but it didn't work. After years of writing for Playboy, I've learned it doesn't work for a lot of men either. For years, I tried. By the way, did you catch that? It doesn't work for men either. A lot of times you will feel empty by the time you get to the 50th, 11th person. For years, I tried unsuccessfully not to catch feelings. 
we'll skip over that. Even lastly, even the, uh, that expression is so telling about the way emotions are viewed regarding relationships as if they're cold or the flu or some kind of sickness you need to get over, which it is. I'm not speaking for all women. I know many women with a solid sense of self who are happily, happily have loveless sex. This piece won't make them defensive, but a lot of women will read this and bristle just like I did when I read something that pushed back on the lie I built my entire identity around. Woo. We're getting closer. Or maybe you're a trans or a non-binary person reading this article thinking, what a quaint idea about gender and sex this old track con has. And to, and to that, I'll say it makes sense to me that the generation of young women who have experienced and born witness to some of the worst side effects of unyoking sex from consequence and love that Perry meticulously outlined in her book, Rough Sex, Hookup Culture. Wait a minute. Where's my soundbite? Hookup culture soundbite. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? And ubiquitous porn, prawn as we say here, would take a look around and decide I'd rather be a man. Or more accurately, I'd rather not be a woman. <sighs> this is tragedy. It's a tragedy, she says. I'm not supposed it. Wait, I'm not suggesting we return to some Victorian era notion of sex or some 1950s era idea of gender roles. I'm now a 43 year old woman. <laughs> and I'm the first truly healthy. Wait, and I'm in my first truly healthy, intimate relationship in my life with my second husband. Wow. So it took her two marriages and 50 11 bodies, drunken sex, men that she forgot about, disappointing sex, and to get to the age of 43. And that's you. And this guy, this is what he gets. This is his reward. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This is his reward. Did he win? Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. I say he won in the end. The nice guys win in the end. Hold on for a second, do I have that? The nice guys win in the end, oh my God. Poor, poor sap. Where's my nice guys win in the end video? Oh, I don't have it. All right. Anyway, reading on with the finishing the article here. He's, she's got a second husband. We recently had a daughter. Sheesh. In the wake of her birth, I had been thinking a lot about the conversation I'm going to have with her and the conversation I wish I could go back in time and have with young Bridget. I tell her sex can be empowering when. You're coming from a position of healthy self-esteem. If you're coming from a place of trauma or insecurity, casual sex won't heal that. 
In fact, it might set you back and undermine any progress regarding your feelings of self-worth. If you know your value, holy moly, you're less likely to sleep with someone who doesn't value you. Cherish yourself and you will be cherished. Yikes. You shouldn't have to withhold sex from a man to respect you. He should respect you regardless. Sexual empowerment has nothing to do with how many people you do or don't sleep with. It has to do with how comfortable you are in your skin, no matter your decision. I'm not about wanting. I'm not about waiting until you're in love to have sex. I'm about making sure that first you love yourself. Don't ignore that nagging gut instinct telling you sexual liberation leaves you feeling unfulfilled. You can still be sex positive and accept that for you. Sex can be liber wait, sex can't be liberating from intimacy in a meaning rela relationship. I regret being a slut. I regret it because I regret that those men can't say or they can say they slept with me. Still, that's how I know I finally value myself. Every woman should feel this way. Sleeping with me is a privilege. And that's you. And you have to be worthy. All right, end the article right there. <laughs> now she says that after she then ran through 150 men, two husbands, and a that's you. And that's you. Now she's saying sleeping me with is a privilege. No, it's not. It is clearly not. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the pin number and. Boom, money just comes right out. Now it's a privilege. <laughs> Come on. Stop it. This is just crazy, man. And this woman's married and have children. So the carousel wins again. Yes, indeed. All right. It wins again. And now her values increased, despite the fact that she's been married and divorced. And she's also been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. In these streets. Why, my gosh. But they always find out too late. My values actually increased, and it was a privilege that these men had my body. Mm. All right, anyway, let's get to all the Super Chats. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you her husband gets the joy of having that body, right? He's like, baby, how we doing today? Are you serious? I... I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. Yeah, I'm a little bloated. Shout out to Maryland guy. What did you say, brother? Maryland guy says, Maryland guy, he says, I just bought, wait, just buy my PUA mastery course and I'll teach you how to get eight, nines, and tens and you don't have to pay. Shout out to the PUAs out here. Hey, by the way, I'm not about beef, but uh, DJ Academics, Saint in the Center, and Rolo Tomasi, I'm with the shits. <laughs> Listen, hey, I'm with that. Let's buy a front row ticket to all that. All right, because DJ Act, DJ Act going in, and I can't wait to this eight in the center response to DJ Act. That's going to be quite toasty. <laughs> That's going to be toasty. And then he be in on Rolo. Whoa, holy moly. Rolo Tomasi, what's going on, man? Hey, you got some smoke for DJ Act? I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. If we have extra time, we'll talk about cold approaching. Move we'll about it. <laughs> I'll get in on that. Well, I'm not getting in on the beef. I don't want any beef, but uh, I got a front row seat. I'm selling pop. Hey, I'll sell the popcorn. Act 
versus Tomasi versus Pete's to the Saints. <laughs> who y'all got on that one? Who y'all got? Who, who, who we got? I normally don't promote beef, but that piece of, piece of the Saints is tough to beat. You know what I mean? Like, if you give him time, that's going to get ugly. That's going to be a bloodbath. You don't want him. You know what I mean? You want to leave him alone. You know what I mean? Just leave him alone. <laughs> don't, like, wake him up. Like, leave him over there. You know what I mean? Let him get demonetized. Let his channel go away. Don't let him. Don't let him. But Ak already went in. Y'all got Ak? <laughs> Rolo thumps them all. And like, no, we're not talking about intellectually. We got to talk about that smoke. We got to talk about who getting the smoke. <laughs> uh, he said they shit all. Oh, he said they shit on you over there, coach. Yeah, I don't even know what they be doing over there. I ain't even described. I'm not subscribed. I'm the only one subscribed to uh, Peace to the Saints. All right, I don't know what they be talking about over there. <laughs> he said he insane. They don't understand. Yeah, you're dealing with the whole new level of. I don't even know what they be talking about. Like, like they, they love me over there. I just don't understand how I'm really, I'm really confused. I mean, I just have one thing. I, I just be really confused about. I'm like, how married dudes is trying to tell y'all what to do? I'm that man. That one is confusing to me altogether. Anyway, double R in the building. Have you ever thought about a CGA convention in Las Vegas? Yeah, man, I am. But, uh, you know, you got to get it timing right. You know, if you plan it, tickets. I see how people plan events. Shout out to ADJ on the 21 Studios, Dream Johnson. I watch how he plans an event. I don't want any parts of it, really. Uh, maybe if I do it, it's going to be small. There's not going to be a lot of speakers. I saw what Donovan did. I was a part of one event. And then um, speaking of one of the people in the beef, one of the persons in the beef that I never broadcast did not want me to speak. That's why I didn't speak at the second one. The second one, they were like, if he speaks, I'm not coming. <laughs> and then they were like, I'll come if he's not speaking. So that's why I got shut off the second event. You guys do your do your math on that one. It'll make sense. So um, I was scheduled to be on the second event, and I didn't. Somebody told me that they, if I was there, they wouldn't show up. So, um, you know, so people can, at that point, they can say whatever they want online, but I already know that they didn't want to see me in person. So I was like, yo, that's why I don't, that's why I know I'm like, they don't want no smoke because I was going to be there and they didn't want me to be there. So I can never hear anything they say from this point on. <laughs> from this point on, anything they say is automatically disqualified. There's no more beef online between that person. I'll never respond to them because they already said that I can't be at that event or they want not come. I was like, oh shit, well you already... You already to the side, homie. You already to the side. You can't say nothing to me no more. You can't say nothing about me on your mic or your podcast. There's no more. You got no more leverage over me. You already said that you don't want me to be there. I was like, wow. So anyway. Yeah, that's concession. 
that's a that's immediately I've already trumped you. I've trumped you. I'm already on top of you. I'll never I'm never will be below you. I will never be below you. So I will continue to go to Anthony's events until I'm disinvited. But I will be at Anthony's event. Where are we at? Kaylin, Kaylin says. While women can enjoy sex, they won't get the security from having sex with only. They won't get the security of having sex with only one man in the relationship. If they choose to sleep with multiple men, men love the physical, but women can't escape the emotional aspects. They can't escape the vulnerability of being penetrated by a man. Sex inside of a marriage is their safe haven more so than it is for men. Interesting there. Let's see here. We got people over on Vimbo. Vimbo in the building. Josh Calvin said, wait, before we do that one, we'll say no government name says hashtag blue chip mindset in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. Go check out the latest blue chip mindset. It's ready. Um, Joshua Calvin says off topic. Do you have any advice on how to deal with nosy people, family members, coworkers, supervisors, associates, and friends? People that try to get information about you and potentially use it against you. Against you, I would be very careful with people and giving them information. So the number one rule that I have, um, as an older guy, um, as an older guy, is that I do not hang out with people that I work with. I don't hang out with people that I work with. So if I'm working with you, I don't hang out. So because typically to get personal information. People are going to invite you. Hey, let's go out. We're going to go out. We're going to meet for Thursday. We're going to go to the bowling thing. We're going to go couple of, um, we're going to go team building event, bonding. We're going to go to a retreat. I'm going to find my way not to go to those things. All right. Um, even when I go to events that are, you know, like Manosphere stuff, I don't hang out too much. You know, a couple of times I'll go out, but I'm not going to hang out and drink and talk and hang at the lobby and go to the club. I'm not going to do that too much because then the personal side, the personal side leaks in and then people have personal information about you, right? So I typically are, I'm not going to do that. And that's how you can guard that. With family, you can guard yourself. You can tell people, hey, family doesn't have to know everything everything about uh, what I have going on. And be careful about sharing information from one family member because another family member is going to share as well. So you might say to this neutral family member, hey, this is what I'm experiencing but that neutral family member may have a loyalty to another family member that has a has a leaky mouth. And that neutral family member inadvertently is going to throw you under the bus by sharing information that the wild mouth person is going to go out there and share or use against you. So you don't have to tell everybody all your shit. You don't. There's some things you can share, but very much you control your narrative. Write your own book. Don't let everybody don't let anyone else write your book. Your homies don't have to know everything either. So be very careful about this. Be very vigilant about protecting this stuff. And when they invite you, oh, you don't never come out with us. You'll never come out. What they want to do is you come out there and loose lips sink chips and you get a little loose lipped with a little bit of alcohol. Oh, tell me about the girls you date and tell me about the girls you like. Well, let's say there's 10 people at the table and tell me about the girls you like. And you're a black guy and you start saying, oh, my God, I love flat back to Kaylee's. You just torpedoed yourself. You know, I, you know, I, I, I like Latinas more than I like, you know, 
I got an affinity for Latinas. Or let's just say you start bending the girl's ear. Guys, I learned this when I was in the coaching profession. Uh, when I was in the coaching profession, a lot of times who I, you know, they all, my, the players that I coached always wanted to know what I was doing. So they would always kind of look, they won't ask me, but they would look and they would see what I would do on a vacation or a road trip and they would see what I do and they'd be back there. Some girls were happy. Some girls were mad. They'd be like, I see he was dating a white girl when we went and he got a phone number for them and he only talks to it. It, it makes people it makes people make judgments about you or it gives them a story. Don't, don't share, don't overshare, don't get excited. One of the worst things with that I know about people is that when they start a job, they immediately go hang out with everybody and they be running their damn mouth. I'm like, you're going to regret that. You're going to regret that. When you come into a job, don't tell people shit. Be like Bruce Wayne. I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm on my Bruce Wayne. All right. Some people have other personas that they have. I'm on my Bruce Wayne. My ass going to come in there. Hi, how you doing? Yep. You're good. Okay. Hey, it was nice talking to you. I'm going back to my desk. <laughs> hey, we're going out for lunch real quick. Hey, you want to come with us? And everybody piles in one car. <laughs> Everybody's straggling and sniggling. Taking an hour and a half. Oh, we better hurry up and get back to our desk. The manager's going to be mad. Now I got to wait for them to order all their food from the damn oh, Baja Fresh, Chipotle. Everybody talking and yakking, acting silly like they middle schoolers. I'm going to be over here. No, nah, y'all can go. And they come back in the office laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I'm like, listen to these goofballs. <laughs> now, down the line, you keep doing this shit. You're going to be a human resource case study. You're going to be a human resource case study, and they're going to be like, oh, I heard you said these things, and you said this joke, and everybody laughed, but this girl was uncomfortable, the quietest girl over here. And I was like, let me tell you a story about straggling, sniggle. Everybody's sniggling. <laughs> the one girl's back there, sniggle. That sounds racist. Nah. I let these people do what the hell you want to do. Do what the hell you want to do. Leave me the fuck out of it. No, I ain't going to your bowling league. No, I'm not taking part of your NCAA bracket. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not going to your 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 NFL fantasy football draft. No, I'm not going to none of that shit. <laughs> nope, I ain't doing it. I ain't going to your damn team bonding retreat. None of that shit. I'm sick. I got appendicitis right now. I, they, they need to remove my tonsils that weekend. Him, him not a team player. Him not a team player. Him against the and so I'll rather them say I'm not a team player than to fall in their goofy ass trap. Yep, your Super Bowl party, I won't be there. I'm not going to your Super Bowl party. I'm not going to the Christmas party. I ain't doing none of that shit. So I'm just telling you, that's because that's how misunderstandings work. Okay. Thank you for that one, Joshua. Uh, Abel returns to Eden. Eden respectfully disagree. 58, divorce at 50, no kids. Okay, so you don't have kids. Is this about recovering from the divorce? So if no kids, uh, he says second key is monk. Did I forget? Oh, no, no, wait. The key is no kids. So you do acknowledge that. Healthy, make two times as before. So the no kids work. So you did get out. No kid. When did you get divorced? Divorce at 50, no kids though. He says second key is monk mode. 
So yeah, not having kids will help, but your biggest expense in the divorce is going to be related to the children. So that's where you're going to not be able to recover. If you don't have children, that's going to be a big one. Shout out to uh, somebody says, we're going to call you Barina, a.k.a. Snuggle and Straggle. He says, but coach, she thick. She thick. We got to get somebody to make a meme of, of that one. Yeah, no kids make a huge difference in your recovery. If you have kids, you're going to be toasty. The alimony is one thing, but the kids and the support of the kids and because uh, that's where the fight is. The fight is over custody of the kids or not just custody, the loyalty of the kids. Who are they going to feel bad about bad for the most? Are they going to feel, feel bad for dad or mom? I would say eight times out of 10, they'll feel bad for mom and they'll kind of like, dad, you should have known. And fathers don't want to throw mom too much under the bus, so they'll just kind of stay quiet about the shit that mom did. But the mom will be like, he was a sniggle and a straggle, you know, and he was this and he was that, and you need to stay with me, and I love you, and I give you the most love, and it's not about the money. It's not about the money dad gives. It's not about that. It's about the love, and I give you the most love, and I will always love you eternally to the day I die. Moms need to do this because somebody need to take care of her ass when she don't remarry. And it's going to be the kids. So the kids are going to be like, I'll stay home from college for, for you, mommy. I won't go away for college. I'll stay under you and we'll be together. We'll go out and we'll make TikTok videos. Who's the mom and who's the daughter? And we'll be mommy and daughter at the club. We'll be at the dancing bear party sucking on stuff. Pause. And we'll be open with each other and we'll share everything. They wives need that. They need that. The ex-wives need that because without that, they're done. And so the mom will sabotage the daughter and maybe the son because it's over for her. If she don't get remarried, it's over. The clock is gonna tick. Because otherwise, if the kids go off to college, this is the this is the ex. Cheers. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. Yeah, that's going to be your ex for the next 25 to 30 years. And ooh-wee. <laughs> All right, man, I think we're done here. Appreciate y'all. Two-hour mark. Yeah, we getting out of here. I'm trying to, oh, shout out to Eternal Hopes is in the building. Thank you for that, brother. Appreciate you. Free agent lifestyle for life. Let me check Venmo on the way out. And uh, I'm going to try to throw some steaks on the grill today. I'm going to try to throw some steaks on the grill. Hopefully it ain't too late. We got everybody, man. Thanks for supporting. The show will be back for Friday morning. Shout out to the feed picture, ladies. Ten toes up. <laughs> no more feet. No more feet. Help me. Help <laughs> it's all right now, Al. Let Mama make it all better. All right. <laughs>